You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. This is Randy. In the future, Knights, Bites, Prime, Cinematic Universe, it's all just going to be the same. It's just going to be a just a constant stream of random talking and sounds we don't know anymore. This is Melanie. And right now, less people are getting married and having babies. So in the future, old people will outnumber the young people. So I think it's time we start instating Retirement Thunderdome. And this is Jesse. In the future, all Comic-Cons will have a podcast lounge, which will be right next to a loudspeaker, a pro wrestling ring, and a ball pit filled with whoopee cushions. It's the only way I prefer to record podcasts. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. We got to have a guy running around mowing, too, in the background. Oh, yeah. You got to have a lawnmower just for good measure. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the listeners will be thrown. They'll be like, this isn't even this isn't even a podcast. What is this? Or if you listen to last episode, uh, like a paramedic, <laughs> like the paramedics in this, you know, yeah. like right yep. there in your building. If there's not a fire department outside your window. Not even a podcast. Nope. Not not, not in the future, it isn't. Nope. Welcome to the Grogs Podcast. This is episode number 74. Yeah. It is is indeed. It's about time for us to join the 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 retirement thunder. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) Two podcasts leave. Wait, what? No, we're... we're, we're, (laughs) Wait, yeah, I got that all wrong. One one podcast enters and two podcasts leave. (laughs) That's kind of what happened to us. I was going to say, that's that's what actually happens. We're multiplying. (laughs) You you start with one podcast and you you don't leave until you have five. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This episode, this is a pull list episode, ladies and gentlemen. I don't even feel like I know what that is anymore. (laughs) <laughs> well, g- luckily, I remember. Oh, good. And Melanie's going to tell you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you thought you were, yeah. you thought you were getting out of this. Uh, yeah. Okay. So the poll list is a list, a poll, and a list both um, that you vote on, and you choose, or you can add also something new, but you can choose what's on there, and vote for your favorite, and then whichever one has the most votes is what we will read. For the next issue or episode. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. And this month, we had to read some saga. Saga. Some continuing saga. The second time sagas popped up on the pull list. So that, that'll be our our quote-unquote feature topic this episode. Yep. And it was fantastic. Thanks. Sp- just spoilers. Heads up. Melanie's going to hate it. But who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'll be weird. We'll have to find out what we're going to read next month. Yeah. We don't know. But first... Let's talk about some in-house news, some happenings. What's been happening? What's going on around here? <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm going to jump around on my list a little bit here uh, because I, I feel like we could really chat quite a bit about some of these things. But first of all, I want to talk about, and I don't know when this will release. I think by the time we get this, it will have already happened. GCU season one finale, episode yes. 10. That's happened, people. Go listen to that. because That happened last week when people listened to this. There's finales? I, yeah, as of yesterday. <laughs> okay. 
As of yesterday, it's a seasonal thing now. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Summer season? I didn't know it till yesterday either when I decided. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> Finale! It's not actually going to take a break because, no, yeah. Last week was uh, Grolic's Cinematic Universe episode number 10 would be the season one finale. But next week is going to be episode 11. So there's not even going to be a break. Oh, but in the future, there might be. There might be. Yeah, it leaves it open. It's good to take a break once in a while. Yeah. Right. Like this recording weekend is the fifth listener. This will give you an idea of when we're recording. Tomorrow is the fifth Monday of last month, mm-hmm. July. And we don't have an episode coming out. And it's kind of been glorious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of been nice. So, yeah. <laughs> You're able to catch up. <laughs> yeah. Saying that GCU is seasonal means I might be able to take a break once in a while. And you were, he was just saying earlier, he doesn't have time to listen to podcasts anymore because he's so busy listening to podcasts yeah. he has to actually work on. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I only get to listen to the podcasts. I'm paid to listen. <laughs> kind of. I think that sounds fair. sounds awesome, actually. <laughs> Yeah, but you don't get to choose. Yeah, that's the thing. Yep. But yeah, so so listener, you've probably heard it, but if not, you should check it out. The whole thing is an excuse to mix and match the cinematic universes that we didn't quite get to do. We get to pick and choose from all the movies we covered in the previous nine and also try to get people to pitch pitch their ideas for any or all. I, nobody's going to be able to do all. It was 16 movies we covered. I was going to try it and I was like, no. No, it's going to become just a stretch to just fit them in there. Right. I mean, even even with the uh, even with the pitch I did give you, it was like four minutes long. And I was like, that's a lot. I am. And that's just meshing two movies. Yeah, exactly. Just two. Yeah. No, I I might be able to be magical like that. Yeah. I'll give it a shot. If you need help. Like, I know there's some of them you haven't seen. There's some of them on that list. Nobody's seen, but that's fine. I don't need to see it. It's Killer Ants. Wasp Woman. That's all you need to know. Those are the ones people probably haven't saw. Right. right. And, and you could that could be in any world. Exactly. Especially a dystopian future, which a lot of those movies take place in. I did a little bit of research on the, the grouping of movies we happened to watch, and we, we covered three Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. I was like, whoa, oh, we need to slow down on those. We're going to burn through all the like <laughs> classic Arnie movies. No, um, on the bright side, he's done a lot of movies. That's true. That's true. That's the bright side? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. Well, we're gonna burn through all of the classic Arnie movies. There's oh. a lot of not oh, so yeah, classic yeah, yeah. Arnie movies. <laughs> in Grolic Cinematic Universe season five, we go deep into Kindergarten Cop. Oh God, it's gonna happen someday. You know it is. Oh yeah, it's, the, it's got right to for the ridiculous Cinematic Universe episode. It's not a rumor. <laughs> <laughs> So next episode, though, next episode of Cinematic Universe uh, next week, listeners, if you're wondering why I haven't been more specific about this, the season finale, we have not recorded it yet, but <laughs> as of the time of this recording. But next episode, we will be discussing Seven and Hellraiser. Figured we'd go with something uplifting. Yeah. Yeah, I love Hellraiser. Jasper's not seen either of those movies. Really? Boy, yeah. he, is, he, he has such, such sights. Waiting for yeah. him. Yeah. So, to behold, yeah. you know. I, I like Seven too, but Seven's kind of a downer. They're, oh, yeah. They're both. Hellraiser's not a downer. It's not a downer. They're, bo- they're both creepy and grisly movies, though, and yes. dark. Yes. That I give you. Yeah. it's good. It's, I'm excited for it. What's and they're both about a box. box. <gasps> uh-huh. Oh. This, this is another Jesse suggestion. 
I have a hard time. I, I, I'm trying not to, but I'm trying not to just do Jesse's suggestions, but he'll throw out some movies and I'll be like, ah, that's perfect. I, yes. try n- I try not to suggest so many, but I was just like, I can't stop myself. Randy, here's here's a grouping. Well, maybe we should just now bring me some like, pictures of Spider-Man. You suggest it. You got to co-host it. Oh, yeah. See, yeah. That'll slow me down. <laughs> that's true. That's true. No, I've just pulled Jesse in for the... The really good ones, like ants <laughs> and wasp woman. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. To be fair, we actually, not that it got rave reviews from us, but we I, we all rated wasp woman fairly high, considering what I you know would have expected. Mm-hmm. And we all rated ants fairly low. Casper gave it zero stars. <laughs> that was <laughs> the lowest rated movie crazy. we've done. Uh, that I don't know if I totally agree with. I I see where he's coming from, but like. There have been some stinkers on the list. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. No, it's probably been the worst. I don't know. I don't think it's the lowest I've rated. I think I give it one and a half. The lowest movie I gave, I gave a movie one star, though. Knight Rider 2000 got one star. That's the lowest I rated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Knight Rider 2000 might have been a little bit easier to watch than Ants. Yeah, you know, I don't know. That might be true. It's just, it was so dull. Ants at least had moments, for me, Ants at least had moments of, like, there was some tension once in a while. You're like, oh, God, the ants, they're getting closer. Oh, it, was, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty bad. But Knight Rider 2000 had no tension for me. It was just, like, nope. Nope, the music wasn't even there. <sighs> then, yeah. No music, Crap. no classic Knight Rider car. Eh. I'm done. Yep, Exactly. So when are we getting you on one of these, one of those episodes, Melanie? I told you. What movies do you want to do? I well, I told you. I don't remember. Heather's. Oh yeah. Ooh, yeah. If, if we can do Heather's, and then we there's several others that could go with it, but yeah, okay, you're right. Yeah, mean Girls, Mean Girls, that's, and Heathers. That was my suggestion. I was like, <laughs> no, Jawbreakers was your. Oh, Jawbreakers. Uh, okay. Both. It's like the yeah. same thing, different generation, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. That was my thinking with Jawbreaker and Heather's. I was like, it's kind of the same thing, but different generations. It's a little bit different too, but but still, you know, fills in fits into that niche. Yeah, that, yeah. So get that stuff rolling, and then call me. Okay. Well, our uh, our in house news is not all upbeat, unfortunately. Um, so we're, we're going to take a kind of a slightly depressing turn here. And then we're going to take a really depressing turn. But uh, some friends of the podcast, uh, first of all, Jared of One Stop Comics, uh, we had him on for one of our night's episodes. Uh, Unfortunately, he has closed his doors, uh, closed the doors to the uh, comic book store uh, here at the end of July. So when this comes up, you know, uh, he'll he'll have been closed for the better part of a month almost. Uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, so we wish Jared the best, uh, you know, life. Life finds a way to be life, I guess. <laughs> and uh, and it just made uh, running a business and being a full-time dad and being a full-time, um, you know, employee of another business. I mean, like trying to run a business and uh, be employed full-time so that you can make ends meet, that's hard mm-hmm. enough as it is. But then to throw a family on top of it and, uh, you know, everything that goes along with that, it just, it just kind of became too much. Uh, you know, talking to Jared, he he made it sound like, you know, this is not the last hurrah. This is just goodbye for now. So uh, we wish Jared the best and uh, hopefully we'll be chatting with him on his triumphant return. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When his kids are old enough to work for him. Yeah, that's, there you that's go. That's what you got to do. There that's how is. you do it with the family. You wait till they can, you can 
hire them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Child care. Nothing. <laughs> Go sort the long boxes, kids. Go sort. <laughs> that sounds actually kind of awesome. Right, right. I mean, that sounds like a good upbringing right there. Yeah. So speaking of families, the uh, the next piece is, is difficult to report, but uh, and and we're we're slow t- to reporting this. Uh, but we wanted to make sure that we made note of the fact that uh, Make Dad Read Comics, which is uh, a podcast that we've we've uh, been in contact with numerous times through the Grolix podcast. Uh, we've been on his show. He's been on our show. It's a podcast between Patrick and his dad where uh, they would read a comic book, a collected edition, graphic novel, anything in the world of comics to make his dad love and appreciate comics the way that he does. And uh, unfortunately, on July 6th, uh, dad of Make Dad Read Comics passed away. Mm -hmm. So we wish Patrick and his family our condolences. Our thoughts are with you. And uh, it's, it's a sad time. We appreciate all of the episodes that uh, we were able to get because what you had with that podcast was something very special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. And I, I never listened, honestly. I never had a chance to, but dad was one of the few people that I would said I wanted to meet. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to. Yeah. In honor of, in honor of uh, Make Dad Read Comics, at the very end of the last episode, Patrick uh, listed out two of the comics that dad would have recommended to people. And in honor of dad, I put black sad on our poll list Mm. uh, because it was one of the two that Patrick listed as the comics that dad would have recommended. So black sad is, is on our poll list probably as other right now, but um, at some point we will get to dad's recommendation. Yeah. That's a great idea. It is. Listener. You should still, you should, if you haven't checked out that show, you should, they're all still up. Uh, eventually, uh, Patrick said he's going to move it over to, um, from the current hosting over to archive.org, you know, so it'll just, it'll remain there. It'll be available. Yeah. You should listen through it. There's, they did a lot of episodes and it's good. That last episode is tough. It's a tough listen, but I'm so glad Patrick put it out. Also, sorry, we're late on, on, you know, bringing it up, but it's a combination of recording schedules and also like. I don't know. I don't like to pile on these things right away. I like to let people take their time and deal with their their things privately for a while. Mm-hmm. So, but hopefully, hopefully Patrick's doing all right. Yeah. Um. You can also find Make Dad Read Comics on Stitcher. You can find them on uh, iTunes. Uh, lot, lots of different places, but you can also find them at uh, makedadreadcomics.blogspot.com if you're looking for those episodes. Uh, you know, like Randy said, they're currently still up uh, under the same RSS feed. Mm-hmm. So there is that. Maybe I'll talk to Patrick sometime because even after eventually he moves it over to archive, I can still make sure that that goes up on an RSS feed so it's still available in podcatchers. I'll have to reach out to him because that's basically how we used to host our show back in the day. So, Right, right, right. Okay, um, so uh, the next two kind of go hand in hand. Uh, One of them is that uh, we have gotten numerous shout-outs from CovertNerd.net. We got uh, shout-outs on both of his uh, June episodes, and that is Lee, uh, which we got to meet. Yeah, to meet at Ocomicon. So, so first of all, you know, thank you, Lee, for for shouting us out on your on your show, Covert Nerd 
net. Go check it out. It's a it's a great show. It's it's kind of a quick uh, burst episodes. Like most of his episodes are uh, like twenty minutes ish, you know. And so they're they're real quick burst episodes about a topic. He he usually reviews a book and uh, and you know gives us two cents on something about uh, something in nerd culture. And then and then we got to meet him at Comic Con. Yeah, it was awesome to meet Lee. Jesse has more experience in this than I do with your con going and stuff, but it's Congoing. I'm sorry. What? Congoing. <laughs> congoing. It's no, a con, con it's a congoing adventure. It's a his congoing con- story. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> with his convention going. Uh he he comes across more podcasters, but it's rare for me to meet in person other podcasters of shows that I've like listened to a, you know, quite a bit. So that was awesome. I'm sure it's really weird for you guys because it's always weird when you meet somebody that you like have an image of in your head and then they're not that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that I mean I, that's true. I don't I have no idea what I was thinking he would look like, but I'm sure I didn't look like what he expected. Mm-hmm. There is now pictures of the whole Garalks crew. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of all three of us, the first and only picture of all three of us <laughs> together in person online. It was snapped by Lee. So it was. Oh, yeah. It was in Thank you. the uh the O Comic Con uh, podcast arcade lounge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's you can. Well, that's on a bunch of the social media, but you can see that most easily on our Instagram. So, but yeah, you can see what we look like. Yeah, sorry to disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> it's also interesting because it got into one of those things where talking to Lee and I was like, "Oh, I really like your show," and he's like, "Oh, I like your show." And then we like are exchanging compliments, and after a while, it gets like awkward. Just like, okay, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like a circular conversation where it's just like, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I'm gonna go take pictures of a Wookie. Bye. Even before that, the first time anybody, the first you even, because we've talked about this recently on the show, where Jesse like tell us like, "Oh, I talked to so and so." They're like, "Oh, well, Grolic's podcast," and I think you even said. Oh, I want to see. I want to. I want to hear that for people. I did. And when that happens, as soon as it starts happening, you're like, "I'm gonna go wander around, take pictures." I'm like, "But that thing is happening. You're getting a little bit of compliment." <laughs> I heard it. I heard the thing, and I was done then. All right, great. I'm done. I'm leaving. <laughs> I mean, he said, "I like your stuff," and I'm like, "Thanks. I don't know who you are now. I'm leaving." Thanks. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you are. You are correct. You are correct to feel that way. I mean, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say to these people. Yeah. If if I were you guys and actually like listened to podcasts and had an idea of who they were, yeah, it'd be different. But I don't, and so I'm, I'm just gonna stand there and do nothing. That's not <laughs> fun. I'm there to look around and enjoy myself. Come on. To be fair, like that was literally the first part of the con that you saw because uh, we came in through the uh, we came in through the loading docks, and I was like, "Well, do we go to the expo? Do we go to the expo floor, which was where the podcast lounge was, or do we go to the?" arena which is where the vendors were and i thought yeah here we go and so like we open those doors and you're literally like right in the middle of it and so there's like eddie is doing a thing with paranormal dads and he's floating between like four different tables or or something and uh it was just it was crazy it was like a like a carnival feel in all the 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 best and worst ways mm-hmm. yeah no it was for me that was the perfect place to start to go yeah. into it because that's because the other room gave me anxiety. The, yeah, me too. The, the other room, there's just too much, and uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Podcast Alley was all right. Plus, like, like it's a comic convention. I like comic stuff, but really, like, podcasting is the main thing I focus all my time on. 
and then comics or movies or anything else is kind of secondary. So I'm like, there's a bunch of comic stuff over here, or there's a bunch of podcasters over there. I kind of want to go hang out with the podcasters. Right, right. I well, I felt that. Stuff with them. <laughs> I, fe- I felt that all weekend. <laughs> so yeah. I, oh, yeah. I definitely understand that. And I, but I was a little more tethered, I guess. I so. wish I had money. I probably would like the comic. At, well, if there weren't a lot of people and I had money, right. I would like the comic area more. But there were too many people, except I didn't want to watch wrestling. So after a while, I was bored. Yeah, I'm going to talk to people about getting a, a Grolix table going at the next one because excellent. I think I think that'd be all right. That'd be all right. I'd sit there and talk to people. I'd. Draw. Record podcasts all weekend. Just bring some crayons. Yeah, you could draw. And color. And if somebody's like, oh, how much? Do you make a couple bucks? Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Melanie and I were only there a little bit on Saturday. Jesse, as usual, does the table thing. So he was there all weekend. Yeah, I was going to come back the next day with my niece, but I forget what happened. Something happened and I didn't. And I felt bad because I told her I would and then I didn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bella. I don't think she listens to this. She well, occasionally she does. She she likes to act like she's cool. Oh, we're cool. I, I guess so because she <laughs> subscribes. Oh, that's or whatever awesome. on um whatever thing that you can subscribe on. I don't know. If it's if it's YouTube, we haven't updated for a while. Well, you better because that's where my niece listens to you. Okay, I'm gonna start. Well, I am actually gonna start. We 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 still get subscribers to YouTube. Yeah. So that's where she she likes it. We've gotten several over the fat past week or so so i'm like oh okay i should really start uploading to the youtube again yeah get those episodes up there are you gonna animate us still sometimes go to youtube we're animated oh yeah i mean we we are animated there already but that takes time yeah and that's all i've got for in-house news so uh this month for the poll list pick who's winning who's winning kids who's the winners hey the winner is trinity by matt wagner which is interesting because when I think of Matt Wagner, I don't think of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. I think of the Grendel. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's that's who I associate with Matt Wagner. But mm. th- So this will be interesting to see him write for these iconic characters. For the big three? I wonder if <laughs> the Trinity big voted. Three, yeah. The big three of the big two. Yeah. Do you think Trinity voted for Trinity? Ah. Oh, do, hey, do, that do would I be interesting. Do you think Trinity voted for Trinity? We're going to oh. read Trinity, the human. <laughs> <laughs> the Grogs one percent is getting his own episode <laughs> written by matt wagner because we have that kind of poll <laughs> wow we do it only costs five bucks a month to get written by matt a, hey That's you know right you know it's a new day it's a whole new market after our cut of course yeah yeah so <laughs> our dollar <laughs> a, wh- a whopping 10 percent of five dollars <laughs> Yeah, I'm excited for that. It seems like a little... Nope, never mind. What? I was going to say, it seems like it's been a little while since we did a big superhero book last month, All-Star <laughs> Superman. Never yeah. mind. That's yeah. true. But maybe it won't suck this time. <laughs> yeah, you did not like that. <laughs> People, you know what? That episode is not done great. People must not... I expected All-Star Superman to have more of a more of a pull. I thought people really liked that book, but not a lot of like reaction to it. So maybe people are more on board with your opinion of it. Maybe. I think, you know, I don't know how many times I have to tell you if you just accept that I'm right. But it's weird Grant Morrison. It's easier for you. It's Grant Morrison being weird. And that's okay, but he's with, already weird enough, baby. With arguably the very first superhero of all time. Yeah. Right. Too much greatness for one book, maybe? I don't know. It just didn't work. <laughs> this episode, though, what are we talking about? Saga. 
<laughs> you just gotta just <laughs> spit it out there. We already said it, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, we did. So and Saga is great. This is the second time uh, Saga has po- come up on the poll list and won. Uh-huh. Uh, the first time was quite some time ago. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have a link in the show notes uh, to the episode. In fact, I might maybe... No, I probably won't. That'll take too much work. I was going to say, I'll drop a little clip from it right now. Like a previously on. Previously on? Yeah. Grog's podcast, talk about Saga. Uh, but can, can we have... If we do that... I mean, we're not going to, but if we do... Do like, you know, little bits of us talking about other stuff beforehand and then go to the, like they do, you know? I'm just going to drop the entire saga review. It'd be like an hour long clip right here. <laughs> <laughs> and then it goes to back to us now. Yeah, Saga Volume 2 is more of that. It's good. Well, I mean, yeah, basically. <laughs> no, they, no, okay. So, yeah, Volume 2. And when we say Volume 2, we mean the like trade paperback version, Volume 2. Not like Omnibus or anything should do the omnibus well we actually probably could bust through something like that with saga because this is a quick read Mm -hmm. jesse yes i'm not sure which version you read this was only six issues right like six through 12 i think yeah i see i have the hardbound book so it's like it's it's split up so i had to kind of guess so i started with issue seven seven oh yes seven through we read one through six, I think, for the first one. Okay. Yeah, this is like six issues. And for me, anyway, this is a pretty quick read. Well, I know for Melanie, it was a quick read. It was, yeah, yeah it was crazy quick compared mm-hmm. to All-Star Superman for some reason. I beat Randy. Ah! Like, it's it's not it's not super wordy, but it, no. it's fitting. But also, this is a lot more modern than some of the other stuff we've been reading mm-hmm. for quite some time, actually. Uh, so it's not, you know, it's, it's modern paced and... Modern comics have less pages, and you know, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a pretty. And there's quick Spanish read. in there that I couldn't read. I don't think it was really Spanish. It looked like Spanish. It did. I, the Mooney language is what she's talking about. Yeah, I think that's an insult. It is Mooney. That's yeah. totally the, the, their slur for the people from wheat wreath wreath. Yeah, it's a fake slur. I can say it. Okay. It's a good one though. I actually was thinking of that while reading it. I was like Mooney. Oh, that's a good like fake alien slur. It kind of makes you feel uncomfortable. So Yeah. I know. That's why I was like, hey, you can't call them that. <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't say that. Only they can say that. They didn't have a good one for the winged people. They were just usually winged expletives. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this picks up after volume one. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the first volume being like this, but maybe it was where every chapter or every issue, you get a little flashback to something in the beginning page, a couple pages. It was usually like, in this one, we get to see, I forget their names. Marco. Marco. Alana. Alana. We get to see how they meet. Uh, There's a couple flashbacks that cover how they meet Mm -hmm. when he was a prisoner. Uh, We get to see. Yeah, him and his parents. Him and his parents. And then it continues the current plot. Yeah. But I think that, I don't know that they did that in the first one either because they were just. There's a lot more establishing. Yeah. Yeah. They got established before they can established backstory yeah. established people now i right. guess yeah and this had much less robot guy but it had the the one thing with the robot guy that was controversial apparently that i didn't even know was controversial yeah you did not seem interested at all when i told you that <laughs> no not really okay well we'll get to that i you know what i'm slacking on my duties yeah what are you doing i we haven't given out any information yeah info do you have your phone i have my phone hold on by the way that was 
Grolix podcast number 13, Unpredictable Time Travel, where we first uh, discussed oh. Saga Volume 1. Okay, Saga is by Image Comics. It's written by Brian K. Vaughn, art by Fiona Staples, letters and design by Phonographics, coordinated by Eric Stevenson. Man, we've talked about a lot of Brian K. Vaughn on this show. He writes well, things that people like. It, exactly. That's exactly it. It's not, he writes things that people like. He's good. That's what it is. Yeah. That's how you say it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Melanie has read this before. Yeah. Beyond volume one, I had not read this before. Mm-hmm. I'd read volume one, obviously, but I had not read this before. Mm-hmm. And I think Jesse's the same. Yeah. No, I had I had read a little bit of this last time by accident because... I didn't know where to stop, so I just kept reading. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. No surprise. Like the last one, this was great. I liked it. Mm -hmm. We already know I like it because I continued. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I liked it. I liked that they kind of throw some curves. I mean, obviously, volume one ends on a curveball where like Mm -hmm. uh, grandma and grandpa show up for the first time, which would be Marco's mom and dad. Mm -hmm. And they show up in uh, in the tree spaceship. And uh, yeah. it's Which off to great. the races from there. <laughs> it's a lot of plot stuff, I guess, in this one. But there's some interesting character stuff with the, the meeting meeting Marco's parents mm-hmm. and how that kind of plays out. That whole thing, uh, really, it becomes an exchange. You, you see Marco and his mom, like their interaction a bit. Mm-hmm. But it's Alana and Marco's dad. I thought played out pretty well. Yeah. It's brief. Like every like, this whole volume is brief, but I thought that was effective. Beyond that, it looked good, of course, but the main, the high points for me are just the attitudes of everyone, the characters' yeah. attitudes, the things they say. Like Fiona, it's so weird because it's kind of a, I mean, it's it's a science fiction fantasy type setting in space and all this, but she feels so contemporary, like modern contemporary in the things she says that it's almost throws me sometimes. I forget. It's like, oh, oh yeah, this, you know, they talk like. People talk. They're yeah. very open about oh, yeah. things, and the, the language is insane sometimes. Mm-hmm. When she got pregnant, that whole exchange was, and I'm not. Sh- I mean, I'm shy, and and like I'm awkward because I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like with people I know, like you, I'll say all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh huh. But some some of that, I was like, oh my gosh. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I and I don't know, just the. It's funny, like it's the mm-hmm. the writing is funny, and most of that comes from just the way people react to things and the things they say mm-hmm. are very humorous to me. I like it. The characters are cool, like all the characters are kind of cool. I know, even like the people that are like bad guys, you're you're still like that's that's a pretty pimp guy right there. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> There's some good stuff with with Lion Cat. Uh huh. Yeah. In this one. Where she's like, how have you not killed this creature yet? And he's like, I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, did we did we meet Gwendolyn in the first set? No. I don't think we did. No, this is, that's, you would know more because you read further, but. Yeah. Uh, that's Marco's ex. Ex. Girl. Fiance. Ex fiance. She wasn't what I expected when I started reading it. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's who he's engaged to? Okay. That's like not at all what I would have pictured, but she's too finished or something you know what i mean uh-huh no 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 that does kind of make sense she seems kind of uptight mm-hmm. and marco does not seem like that kind of guy mm-hmm. like but you know that's not necessarily how it always works out in with relationships but yeah 
I also like that we're discussing how these two characters like she seems too uptight for this guy. Like that means yeah, <laughs> these are pretty well written characters. If we could like, yeah, yeah, go on hypotheticals about these characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. So the plot is straightforward. Well, here's the basic breakdown is uh, last we saw, they were trying to escape on this with this tree ship mm-hmm. and Marco's parents show up, banish the, I had forgotten about the ghost, their babysitter, who's the go, the teenage girl who was like ripped in half. So it's just like upper half of a torso that floats around and interacts with them. Had like banished her off somewhere. So, you know, Mark, part of it was Marco and his mom going to find her. And then the headhunter or whatever, the, the freelancer, they call him, assassin guy or whatever you'd want to call him. Mm-hmm. He's taking time off, but he's convinced to go chase after them again with Gwendolyn. Only after... Oh, they saved the slave girl. Yeah. And I also like that they just continue. That's her name, slave girl. Yeah. His dream, by the way, the freelancer's dream threw me. I was like, whoa, oh. That would have been a horrible dream. Yeah. And then, I don't know, they find him. They shoot a rocket at him. The rocket blows up this. I guess there's a lot, but not really. The rocket bounces off the ship and blows up on this time suck creature that just hatched out of a planet. The planet that his, that Marco and his mom had to go rescue the ghost from the right. ghost teenager. Yeah, I like explaining these things because everything sounds ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> also, it sounds like a lot happened, but that's nah, just what happened. <laughs> yeah, it seemed like it went by so quick. Yeah, it does. It that was only six issues. Like it's it. Well, and we've also got those flashbacks that are interspersed too. Like yeah, we, yeah. We've yeah. got flashbacks of uh, when she was basically a prison guard, and she's reading this book that plays in. I love the book too. We actually get a bit more of the book. There's like a couple passages. People read a couple things out of it. It's, it's so... called A Night Smoke or The Night Smoke or something like that. I don't remember. It's a bad title. And it a sounds... A Nighttime Smoke. Yeah. A Nighttime Smoke. And it sounds so dumb. It's like super mundane. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you want to watch this? Okay. Well, what should we eat pizza tonight? Yeah, I guess so. Like That's the end of the book. <laughs> and she finishes it. And she's like... His book changed my life. <laughs> we see the author. Oh, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. That's the the last the last chapter is really when Robot comes in and we see the author. Okay, do we want to talk about that a little bit? Because that is before I read any of this, I had heard there was some controversy, and I was surprised it came this so so soon in this uh, series mm-hmm. about what's his name? It's Prince Robot. Prince Robot the fourth. The fourth. There's a scene where he's dying. He doesn't die. It's a flashback. It's a, yeah, but he was dying in the flashback. And there's a very explicit image on his TV screen face. And that's what the big hubbub was about. And I don't know if people were outraged or what the deal was, but the book was released. I think maybe it was pulled at one point and maybe re-released with a censored version of it or something. Mm-hmm. Well, well, that depicts. What if Jesse didn't even see it? I didn't. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I'm flipping through You didn't right now. see it at first. You didn't was... see it at first. And I was like, oh, I remember reading the stories about it, so it always stuck in my head. I was like, "What? I want to see this. What is what is so shocking? It really is small. Yeah. And I was reading it, and I was like, oh, there's that. And I showed it to you, and you're like, what? I go, that. And you're like, oh, so? I'm like, oh. It's blowjob. I mean. <laughs> oh, it's, yes, gotcha. it depicts okay. oral. And do you think it's, is it specifically, it's homosexual oral yeah. image? That's probably what. It's in the art. It's oh, not like the, it oh, actually. Oh, yeah, in the very first page of this episode, or this Issue of issue twelve uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. Okay. There, that was a big deal, I guess. I don't know. People were outraged. I don't know why. It's a 
uh, very obviously an adult book. Yeah. So the only people I think that would be outraged would be, and if you're reading this kind of a book anyway. I, I don't get it. I know. I don't get it. Oh, man. <laughs> now I'm seeing the other ones. <laughs> it's got to be that somebody wasn't paying attention to what they bought for their kids, and then it was laying out one day or something like that, and they saw that page and, freak- and were startled. <laughs> about it and threw up a big whatever that might be it see in my head i was always like what was it on the cover or something it's not even the cover no it's Mm -hmm. it's the first page but in usually adult books the mature books are sealed in a bag anyway yeah so i don't understand the problem yeah but yeah i mean just notable because people made it notable i guess But I guess I don't know. I don't see it's a sex. More... It's a sex act, and you still, even in adult books, you still don't really see that. In movies, you're not going to see some movies. You will, but generally, you're not going to see that. And I think yeah. maybe that's the difference. Yep. The the insertion thing. I guess, but it's the phallus. I, I just think it's ridiculous. A little bit. <laughs> it is. It's if a fallacy. Book, if the book were based on that, that'd be one thing. But it's not. It's like it is. It's this picture on a screen on a face on some whole entire page of other things that are going on. I'm like very curious as to why that what he's thinking of when he's laying there dying. Yeah. It's interesting. Like just the images they show on his face in general are bewildering to me sometimes. Yeah. Not so much in this. You don't see a whole lot of that in this volume, but the first volume you did Mm -hmm. because it really hit on his like night terrors, I guess. Mm -hmm. But yeah, because all the soldiers are all screwed up. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about other crazy things. The big monster thing, the big monster thing that hit Marco and his mom come across mm-hmm. on that planet. He was naked too. Why weren't they shocked about that? Right? I didn't hear anything about it that. Was oh, yeah, it was man. super gross. And Marco's like, Mom, don't look. Why? <laughs> Just don't look. <laughs> but she did. Of course. Yeah, that was weird. I was like, whoa, whoa. It's hard to look at just because it's gross. Like, oh. I don't know. I do like the art just because of how bonkers it is. Mm. Some of the character designs super cool. Like, I don't know if we talked about it much in the first volume, and she only pops up in a dream in this, but the stalk mm-hmm. is such a weird and cool character design. Yeah. And you know, I know it's ridiculous, but one of my favorite people in all of it that I've read, and he's not not in it a lot, but the the little, like, penguin guy that, or you know, oh, like a yeah. seal He's yeah, like a it looks seal, like maybe. A tiny, like albino seal or whatever. Yeah, there's that another guy when they get to the rider planet. Was the other guy that's got like a seahorse head? <laughs> oh wait, but out by with Prince Robot. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He's not yeah. in there for very long. Just like one little thing, and then it's off to the races again. I love that they're in there so cute. The book that reminds me, the book does also get like super hardcore about things because that mm-hmm. flashback of Prince Robot, that mouse lady that comes out and saves oh, him, I know. and she's like the cutest thing ever. Yeah, and she's like, you know, oh, I'm just doing this to get whatever, basically get her degree or something. Yeah, and then a horrible gas comes and it, like she explodes and it. Not only that, she's like, oh my god, am I dying? Yeah. Oh, oh it, I was like, I almost wanted to cry. It's yeah, it's pretty horrible. I don't feel so good, Mister Stark. Yeah, exactly. But worse. <laughs> right? Because yeah. it's a cute mouse creature. I can't think of criticisms. There are none because it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it was just, it's it's fun. At times it's heavy. Never enough to really like drag you down. But the writing is, the dialogue is, 
I don't know, the dialogue's on point. That's part of what really makes it. Other than just like, it's, you know, kind of when you think about what's happening, it's crazy, but the characters and the dialogue are good. Everything about it is good. It's a good story. It's great characters. It's fun, but it, it does have serious moments and it's about a serious subject when you stop and you know oh definitely talk about it. it it's all relevant and i love it <laughs> it's one it's one of my favorites very clean looking the art is very clean yeah how many volumes does this have now i mean it's it's still going is it i was wondering i wasn't sure i yeah i'm way behind now i was dreaming about the comic shop last night i just remembered that were you i was having dreams about the comic shop why because I have a lot of books I need to go pick up someday. <laughs> I totally had a dream about picking up comics for you like a month ago. Really? Yeah. And I was like, I don't think he even does that anymore. Does oh, he? I need to go. I need to go pick up comics and be like, if you're still getting them, stop. Yeah. Uh, but in my dream, like I was there and I was kind of scared to like go and mention my pull list because, oh God, there's a lot. But like for some reason it looked totally different and they only had like three or four they're like oh we don't have that many of those anymore we only have a couple of them there's like three or four of them i'm pretty sure one of them was mine it's like oh interesting what was that about what was that dream (laughs) weird (laughs) weird (laughs) and that's that's like saga because of comics um (laughs) because of comics and they have weird dreams they do it's worth noting I'm, i'm sure we touched on this in the first volume but there is an overall narration, particularly at the beginning of each chapter when they do a flashback from the baby's, well, not from the baby's point of view, but from the baby when she's, she's older. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the whole saga is all her telling the story of, I guess, her life and, you know, her parents. Oh, I just remembered the, the story, her conception. Mm-hmm. Wow. Some of the things they say. That's what I was saying. There is like, it's, it's. It's real. I really appreciated that bit too, where she's like, "That was sexy, Alana. You can't listen to her. She's crazy." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. And I like—I don't know if it's even at if it's at that part. It had to be at that part when the girl's like, "Yeah, my parents had sex. So did yours." <laughs> uh huh. There's good little like human truths in it. I think uh-huh. that's part of what makes the writing so good. I don't know what else to say. I I always get a little paranoid when it's like we heap so much praise on a book, but it's Saga. Everybody, Everybody knows, knows Saga. Everybody, It's so like it's won awards. Like, and we don't even care what Jesse thinks. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm sorry. I'm, just yeah, I'm sure Jesse agrees. We just <laughs> no, keep yeah, saying I, it before he I don't does. Have, I don't have anything to add to that. It is good. It's It's super solid. I can't imagine a criticism. It's kind of well split in terms of, I mean, it's an ongoing series. So, mm-hmm. and a lot of ongoing series do think about the trades as they're writing the issues, but it's not like, it doesn't feel necessi- necessarily like this isn't a trade's worth of arc or anything. It's just like, this is part of it. The first trade ended at a good cliffhanger. This one ed- ends with a good cliffhanger, mm-hmm. a little twist kind of. Mm-hmm. And um, so it feels cohesive, but I think it's, Almost the perfect size. I mean, I guess if you're trying spending your money trying to get the most bang for your buck, you you'd want it longer. But in terms of a read, like this is like almost the perfect size, at least for this kind of story, mm-hmm. where it's short enough where it feels like a, it's a kind of a breeze to read through. It's enjoyable, but not too short. But also, it leaves you still wanting to like, I kind of want to read the next one. Like yeah. it, it's really good about that. And you know what I really like too? It it feels like it's all just right now, but there's chunks of time that have passed mm-hmm. before the end. And 
when you go to the next book, you find out about all of it, but it still just feels like it's all going straight through. You know? mm-hmm. And a lot of these are like, it picks up right at the end of the last volume. And a lot of these do go pretty straightforward, you know, event, event, event. But then, yeah, no, you're right. It does like jump a time, a, a chunk of time after probably what, before the last ish- chapter or issue of this. But it doesn't feel like it's jumping yeah. forward. It just feels like it's a it's a good smooth story that yeah. still moves time quick enough, mm-hmm. or maybe too quick. Yep. We 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 totally left secrets to at the end. Not we didn't spoil any of that. Yeah, we did good. It's not really necessary. The plot's good, mm-hmm. but I think it's kind of the themes of it. You know, there's the mm-hmm. the war theme, and there's the kind of the love story, and whatever the character writing and the art and stuff is really what stands out. It's yeah. Just well handled all around. Part I wanted to bring up or go into a little bit more was the baby herself. Because you know that they're coming to kill them and the baby. Uh-huh. The baby, I think, more more so, which is messed up. Or at least one, one of the groups is trying to kill the baby. The other one's... Yeah, one is trying to kill the baby specifically. The other one was like, no, we... Yeah, we want to ideally take the baby alive. But if not, oh well. Yeah. But her grandparents get there and they're like... Let me see her. Is she okay? Or, or her grandma? Maybe it was the grandpa. Whatever. Because they didn't, people didn't even realize that they could have kids together. Yeah. So they were worried it was going to be like deformed and whatever, messed up. And I totally don't even think about that mm-hmm. until he's, you know, brought it up. It's, yeah, it's a cross species kind of thing, is how they look at it. Mm-hmm. And grandpa is crazy good at making clothes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a seamstress. Or she, or she says, he says he's an armorer. Yeah. But that's some wicked cool way to make some armor, man. I liked all the stuff with him. I thought he was yeah. cool. Like Marco's mom's okay. Whatever. She's just she. Well, she's a warrior. Yeah, she's a, exactly, and she's angry like the whole time, and she mm-hmm. just kind of takes the the more typical like you know aggressive. Yeah, your kid brings home the wrong kind of person. You know, it did it, it, this volume definitely plays on that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, the whole story kind of does so far. But I really like the grandpa. Marco's father. I like all the scenes with him. I thought he was a well done character. He's interesting. Favorite moment. Oh, is there man. a favorite moment? Ooh. They're all my favorite. I think uh no. it's it's basically the two different times that we meet the author. Like first we meet the author through uh Prince Robot the Fourth. Like that's how we meet him, and he's all like he's all pretty much together and he's you know, like telling Prince Robot the Fourth this this version of events, mm-hmm. but then the next issue we get to see what happened when uh, when Marco and his family shows up, and he's like stumbling around drunk in his underwear. <laughs> oh, like those those two moments juxtaposed are are probably my favorite because I'm just like, wow, that was a totally different way to meet this guy. Mm. Was there anything else in that last chapter that we haven't talked about yet, Jesse? Because we may, I might not have read that last chapter that I probably should have. We just kind of see that, and then uh, it continues the story with the hitman. Oh, and they give her the, the way that they end this this volume is they they do give the slave girl a name. Okay, okay, which is Sophie. Sophie, which should be the cat's lying lying cat. Yeah, it should be that cat name. A hairless cat should be named Sophie. I agree. Also, I thought lying cat was done. Oh, yeah. yeah it was, they it was... set it up, too. They set it up, that whole speech about, you know, ex- mm-hmm. collateral damages and acceptable yeah. losses and all that. And then I was like, uh-oh, I'm going to flip the page and it's somebody's going to be sucked out of that ship. It's probably going to be Slave Girl 
because the little little kid that's the saddest. Yeah. Flip it and it's Lion Cat. And I was like, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I did I I didn't think that she was done uh, Lion Cat was done because uh like I think aside from the main characters, Lion Cat is the single most uh popular thing about this series. Yeah. I could that, be wrong. I, mean, I could be wrong. It's not but su- I think that's so. not surprising to me. It's a cat. Of course it is. <laughs> that says lying. <laughs> You're like that's And that's his- like all it says, but you still get it. There's like an attitude to it. Oh, yeah. Lying. (laughs) But that's interesting. What does the cat voice sound like in your head? Does it sound like that? Because to me, it's like, I picture like a lying, like almost, because it's not human, but like Mm -hmm. maybe just enough to where people can make it out. That's what it sounds like in my head. It's kind of like hairless Siamese looking cat. Uh So you think about how those cats meow. And that like mixed that with with the word with lying and and what's going on there, and I'm like, yeah, that's what I hear is like a lying. My name's Lady in the Tramp. The Siamese, the Siamese cats. That's what it is. The voice. I'm like, what is that? Where's that voice from? It's this, the voices of the Siamese cats from Lady in the Tramp. There, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you remember it? Well, watch it. Watch that part. I want to. I'm gonna find it now. I'm looking. I'm looking for it. <laughs> uh, well, I can't play that audio on here. Uh, another moment, not necessarily my favorite, but when they go pick up Slave Girl mm-hmm. and they end up messing those dudes up. Mm-hmm. I think he kills the first dude mm-hmm. with the, like, he stabs him with that weird spear lance thing. Yeah. And does the little cut up, cut his head in half vertically. Mm-hmm. The I can't say it. I'm pretty sure he, his buddy just drops an F-bomb or something, but he's just like... Oh, like he's just not expecting it at all. It's yeah. just like best reaction. But then they also like even these like, who are these guys? These scuzzy, weird alien guys that he kills. But the ones like upset, like my cousin or my brother or something. I'm like, oh, even that they managed to make you feel bad about it. Like yeah. these are bad guys. But like you give them just enough personality to where you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's kind of horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, you and your cousin shouldn't go be cronies for... Of races that I didn't, racism I didn't catch there, for um, obviously supposed to be some sort of like, Asian madam. Yeah, yeah, and they seem like some type of mobster types. Like they had suits on and stuff. So. Yeah. Mama's, I don't have mama's son. How did I not get that? That's what you were saying earlier. Yeah, I didn't know what you were talking. I didn't even know you're still reading at that point. I didn't know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, no, I was talking about how did I not catch that mama's as son. as being racist? Yeah, sort of. You know what I mean? Interesting. That's it. That's all I got. I ain't got nothing else for this. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I always feel paranoid of overpraising things, but I mean, you know, it's good. Saga. Yeah. So the obligatory, we would recommend this to everybody that's over the age of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anybody who can take a, a, a video image of a, of a fallacy and uh... of a fallacy. <laughs> that's like a, almost a dirty pun. It's, it's weird. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can handle that, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, everybody, if you can handle mature content. So me as a child. Melanie is a child. That's the only person who can read this. No, uh, no, I'm saying. Oh, and Melanie is a child. Yeah. If you were, were a child like me that was already watching Hellraiser, you know, when I was like 5 or 6 or whatever, and you were fine, and I'm fine, then you could probably read this and be fine. This is one of those books, like, I think if you like superhero books, you'll dig it. There's a, there's enough action and stuff. I don't even like superhero books and look at me. Come on. <laughs> yeah. 
And I was going to say, but this is particularly one of those books that's going to appeal to people who aren't necessarily into superhero comics oh. or comics in general. Yeah, me. Yeah. The, the, for Melanie. This book's only for Melanie. <laughs> <laughs> you might like it too, but if you're not Melanie, you know, who knows? I mean, no, sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Am I annoying you? <laughs> no, you're not annoying me. I okay. just. <laughs> I know I, I can. What else, guys? What else are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing now with the shows? Hey, hey, what do you guys think about uh, that Teen Titans preview? Oh, wow. Sa- San Diego Comic-Con was the thing that happened. DC Comics says now uh, they've got, well, it's DC Unlimited, and it's like all their shows and all sorts of DC Comics properties, and they are uh, launching a couple of shows, one of them being Titans, and it's got a real adult potty mouth. It's adult Titans. Yeah, he said the F word. He said F Batman. Yeah, yeah he's uh-huh. Grolix Batman. The most shocking, I don't, I just don't know. I don't know how to react to it. I don't get it either. Some of it looked cool. Some of it looked not so cool. Some of it was a little too happy, bright CG. That that worries me. There was some yeah, pretty extreme CG. I feel like uh, Falcone is, is one of the few villains that would be brazen enough to, to say something like that. Like, I don't even think the Joker would say that. F Batman? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, like who would, which, which of Batman's villains would even say that? None, but his sidekicks. <laughs> his sidekicks, on the other hand. I mean, I could, yeah, I could see the red, the red hood being like, and he, yeah, the red guy. hood. So if you're going to do a Robin that extreme, why, why would you do Dick? <laughs> I knew you were going to laugh as soon as I. <laughs> Why would you do Grayson? <laughs> right. Also, did he just murder a bunch of those dudes? Like, oh, it seems yeah. like he just for murdered real, them. For real, with yep. an R-shaped knife. I don't understand. I don't understand. Maybe that's the point is like, you know, Teen Titans. Let's do Teen Titans, but like, let's jack it up. Like, I just, it, it's just so not what I expected. Yeah. And they don't have a uh, cyborg guy. Oh, cyborg, yeah. And I'll tell this, I'll say this. If they're going to drop a Titans that's like uh, an R-rated Titans like that, Swamp Thing better be awesome. It better be hard R horror movie TV show. Right. Because they just, if they it's if it's not, they don't understand any of their problems. It'll be a young adult they ha- movie. They have Swamp yeah. Thing in it? <laughs> no, but they're going to have a Swamp Thing live action series. Oh. They should make it. Yeah, I feel like they buried the lead on that one. Like They, they could have sold this thing with Teen Titans Go content. Uh, but they decided to go with something we've seen before, just in a pro, just in a package we never asked for. S- suicide Titans. Yeah, suicide, yeah. suicide <laughs> Titans. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's kind of like a really, uh, yeah, like they're almost really mashed up because that trailer starts with Raven with voices in her head. So her and her voices and Harley Quinn's voices, they just chat. It looks like visually, it does look like a lower budget Suicide Squad style. Yep. But I mean, I don't know. It could be okay. Maybe they're like, maybe they're taking the Netflix approach. They're like, well, Marvel's got their big, colorful Marvel movies, and then Netflix has got their like more gritty, street level, uh, R rated Marvel shows. So maybe they're taking that approach. We're gonna do bright street level. <laughs> bright but dark. <laughs> yeah. I will give them this. They did get people talking. Holy cow. That's true. I mean, yeah, that's obviously like that's the that's, po- that's, that's the point uh, of that trailer. There's some some Kevin Smith style marketing going on here. You don't you don't put a trailer out where 
Dick Grayson says F Batman, not thinking exactly you're going to, you know, you're like, no, but no, nobody's got a bat and eye at that. No one will think twice. No, it's mm-hmm. just weird. And is Batman not in the universe? Because if so, I think he'd go. Well, no, he clearly is in the universe, him. but and then- yeah. <laughs> or would he bat hand him? Oh, oh boy. Oh, oh, that's Listen, if he's got a bad a computer where he does bad at mining, he bat hands people. Okay. Um, I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a <our> show, folks. <laughs> uh, there's actually been a, quite a few trailers. What were some of the other? Shazam. Did you see the Shazam oh, movie oh, yeah, trailer? Yeah. Looks fun. It's like the antithesis of that, of that Titan right? trailer, right? I was actually like, when I first seen it, I was like, uh-uh. And then I seen the costume. I was like, wait, is that an actual trailer? That looks like a, you know, that looks like a YouTube, some YouTube channel trailer. Mm. And it's like the official Warner Brothers channel. I was like, oh my God, that's really the costume. So I looked at it. I watched it and I was like, oh, that actually looks kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. How? Because they're going, because they're going comedy with it. Which is smart. Like, how do you do? How do you make Shazam work in a live action Shazam? Yeah, you gotta kind of. We so golden age, man. Like, yeah, uh-huh. they, they yeah, have exactly. to ham it up. They have to embrace oh, yeah. the cheese. Otherwise, it was never gonna work. When I first saw him and his uh, foster brother, who looks remarkably like him, um, like they should be actual brothers. Actual brothers, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I was like, oh, are they gonna do like the multiple people Shazam? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Like it. God, what was that? Well, I remember it was like the Flashpoint universe. I think Shazam was like three kids or four kids or something that combined into Shazam. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is so weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought there was other trailers, but I can't. Re- I know there was, but I- oh, Doctor Who trailer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We haven't talked about right. that yet. I know yeah. this is all like a month and a half, two months behind, but whatever. Mm. I mean, we got to talk about a Doctor Who thing, right? Exactly. So what did you guys think of the Doctor Who trailer? I thought they should have led with the leaked footage. <laughs> Just embrace it. That's true. I liked, yeah, that's true. The teaser, I was not, I mean, I'm on board for the new season. I'm excited, but I was not on board with the teaser. I didn't really like the teaser. It's obviously produced as a teaser, yeah. which means it tells you nothing of the show itself. Mm-hmm. So the trailer got me much more on board because I was like, oh, it's actually clips from the show that we're going to watch that I want to see, not some cheesy the doctor speeding around giving people pizza. I'm like, I don't care. I don't what? I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> but I I will I kinda want some pizza, but <laughs> right. the pizza had green things on it. Oh I can pick them up. I don't know what it was. Yeah, I wasn't super into the teaser, but I the trailer got me more on board. Mm-hmm. But then then again, like the thing that really hundred percent got me on board was that leaked footage. Yeah. That the clip the first actual clip of Jody being the doctor that we've got to see. I don't think I saw that. I think I showed it to you. If not, I will. Okay. I mean, I won't because I don't have it, BBC. Yeah. <laughs> I am They're morbidly I am morbidly curious if they showed them that in Hall H because at that point, why not? I don't think they did because I watched – well, okay. I'm sure maybe they've done a couple panels, but I watched the whole um, panel with Chibnall and the ex- other executive producer guy mm-hmm. and Jody and two of the companions. And then an after show interview with him. Or, or oh, right. Yeah. Show, and they didn't, uh-uh. they showed the trailer, but they didn't show any other Man, they're, footage. Man, they're doubling down that that should never have existed. Yeah. That's a Why sh- did they have it? a shame. I don't understand it. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's so perfectly clipped. It feels like something they were going to show. Maybe it's something they were going to show once the season started and she started going on like 
talk shows or something. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. But that would have been a good one because that's, I mean, it's obviously like the first moment of like, like she doesn't recall that she's the doctor yet, but she is. And she doesn't recall that she's a woman. But yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I've been making Melanie watch the first season of Broadchurch. Oh man, we, we we've got two episodes left. Ooh. This will how this you, will be. How do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah, Melanie. Yeah. Two episodes left of the season mm-hmm. of the first season of Broadchurch. Okay. What what's your predictions? I think it was a little boy. Okay. And he's gonna murder that other lady too. The uh, Susan. Yeah, because she gave him a skateboard. He's gonna kill her with it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the police already have it. <laughs> I've been enjoying. Like, okay. How did you just make Broad Church more dark? <laughs> <laughs> I've been enjoying watching it with her. As soon as we finish the season, I will have watched that first season three times now. It's so good, though. I mean, Randy I wouldn't won't tell me. It. Wouldn't even regret that. Anytime she says anything, whether it's right or wrong, this is my standard res- response. Anytime we watch a show that I've seen already, I don't know. I've never seen it. Yeah. And that gets me off the hook because if she guesses it right. I have to react the same every time or else she'll figure it out. Well, I right. already knew that that one guy didn't do it. What one guy? The old guy. And I'm like, he's going to kill himself. Watch, he's going to kill himself down. <laughs> oh, yeah. You did catch that. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I had a hard time not like, oh. Yeah. And I already guessed a couple of people that it wasn't. So, okay. It's either the kid or the beef guy. You like beef? <laughs> yeah. I love that guy. <laughs> Nige? He's so goofy. <laughs> yeah. I make roast beef. You like beef? So it can't be him because look at how Randy reacts. He loves that guy. <laughs> so a goofy guy can still be a killer. No, no. Maybe he killed him because he didn't like beef. I can't even do it. I've lost it. You like beef? That one scene. Uh. <laughs> Watching it with Melody. As soon as that scene started, it's where he invites, where he's like, I'll make dinner for you to Mark. I'll make dinner for you and the family. As soon as that scene started, I was like, oh, oh, I love this scene. Uh. And it, that's yeah, all. That's yeah. why. Because he's so goofy. Yeah. I'll make beef. You like beef? Yeah. And you love Yeah, Nige. We like beef. Okay, buddy. <laughs> uh, yep. It's a thing. Anyway. <laughs> We're excited. It's okay. We're excited about yeah. Doctor Who. Yeah. I, I miss Rory. But you get to see him now. But he's not the same. He's not the same. He seems sad. And he's an alcoholic. That's probably why he's sad. But... <laughs> Well, what about, well, we need to start watching Legion, uh, um, um, not Legion. We are watching Legion. We need to start watching Legends. Legends. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, continue watching Legends. Legends of Tomorrow. There's, there's some great moments there with Rip. He's not, is he currently doing anything in there? Is that he was like, he's, or... he's different every season. Every half season. He's oh like man. A different he, he, character. he has a couple of shifts in the, this most recent season. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. Cause oh, I, man. you guys started it. You got at least two, uh. Return. We got at least, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so throughout that whole part of it, he's in charge of everything. Things go, things go south pretty, pretty quick for him. And then he has this whole arc of redemption, sort of. It almost feels like once they finished up his arc with his family, Mm -hmm. like avenging his family, basically, or trying to save them or whatever, Mm -hmm. it feels like they didn't know what to do with him. They don't. Right. And then they, so then it's like, well, we'll make him a bad guy for a little bit. Then we'll make him a good, but kind of jerky bad guy. Or a good guy that's a bad jerk. Something. Yeah. They just don't know. They're like, well, he's got range. Doesn't matter. We'll make him uh, We'll make him <laughs> well, a They double and triple down on guy. that. Like, like, they make that part of the story that they clearly didn't know what to do with him. <laughs> it's, it's, it's mighty. I, I am fond of this current season. It's fun. It's ridiculous in the way that Legends is, but... It gets so ridiculous. The finale is bazonkers. 
it's I, been less frustrating and more just like, okay, I'm going to go with it. This is fine. I actually had to go back and look and be like, wait a minute. Was that the series finale? Because it's so bonkers that you're like, they wouldn't end a series like that or, or a season like that. No, it totally was. <laughs> we haven't even finished the last season of Flash. I liked it, but it wasn't as good as seasons past. And Barry has some very, like, Barry moments where you're just yeah. like, where they, they're, they're just like, we need to have drama. Somebody make some drama. Yeah, yeah. They do. I, make I can't him... believe in myself because I'm Barry. They, yeah, they do. Like, yeah. And I can't they... believe in anybody else because I don't even believe in myself. I'm Barry. They're constantly stepping that guy, his character, back yeah. all the time for sake of drawing out some drama. It's like, yeah. just don't. I've got more power and I'm faster than I've ever been, but I can't figure out what to do. I'm Barry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's yeah. That's a well, good point. I'd rather be Barry though than whatever his stupid girlfriend's name is. Who's uh, Iris? Yes, Iris. <laughs> She's always butthurt about something or other. It's like <laughs> you you didn't taste my macaroni. And you don't love me, and it's, it's over. I don't know. Just whatever. You know, stupid crap, and that she has to overreact to. Ugh, tired of it. I will say the best moment, and, and this is old now, but the best moment that I saw so far of that last season of Flash was when they went to go get married. They didn't, not when they actually got married, but when they went to go get married the first time because I was, Iris was freaking out. She's like, well, let's go get married now. Right. And the the priest guy shames the little boy. Like there's a, the, the altar boy comes up and whatever, he kind of gets chewed out by the priest guy and... Barry goes, did he just shame that little boy? And just like the way he says it just made me laugh. <laughs> did he just shame that little boy? <laughs> like, what? Who says that? <laughs> uh, but anyway. I love the little, you like, you latch onto the weirdest little things. The, well, the weirdest little things make me laugh. I know. <laughs> you like beef? <laughs> yep. I can't, uh, I'm not doing it right because he's got that like certain act. Beef? No, with those Fs. <laughs> The, the last night, the episode, one it's of the... Like, it's not like, it's like a th, more than a th. Yeah, no, yeah, right. You're, it is a beef, beef, beef. Well, the other, last night we watched the episode where, of Broadchurch, uh, where, what's her name? Well, whatever, Jody oh, Jody yeah, Foster yeah, yeah. comes in and is... Jody Foster? Jody, not Jody Foster. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> Jody Whitaker. <laughs> she comes in and is breaking a bunch of stuff in the hotel lady's yeah. place, mad at her. And she, at the end, I'm going to have to, um, maybe I'll just cut this whole little section, but she, you come near, come, come near my family and I'll break your <laughs> face. And, and I'm like, I want to see a mad doctor this season. because I oh, love the I, accent. I was going to say, like, she gets intense in that first uh -huh. season. And that was, that was where I was like, oh, she's going to be, a, she's going to be able to do, you know, like scary, dark doctor, you mm -hmm. know, because I know, I, I know some people probably had their, their qualms. But I was like, no. Based on what I saw, she can do she can do a lot with this role. Oh yeah. And if you got a woman, you got to go dark because that's just where we accept. You know, only every every couple of episodes. Yeah. Just once in a while. Well, of course. Maybe one episode a month go dark. Oh, you thought I was the doctor? Yeah. I'm. Uh -huh. I, I'm. Uh -huh. I'm Beth I'm Latimer today. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of me was killed. <laughs> I regenerate. I regenerate. I regenerated into your worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Why did she regenerate with dyed blonde hair? I don't know. That's weird. Because that's not her natural hair. No. Why would she regenerate with dyed hair? Because she she needs to... Blondes have more fun? (laughs) Yeah, so maybe that's what it is. They're like, you're a woman now. Now suffer and have to take care of your hair. Oh, letters page. Oh, hey. Oh. Whoa, whoa. Who turned out the lights? Where did I end up now? This stupid time traveling blinkatron, I swear. There's a blinkatron, it's just going. Oh. It's, a, it's okay. Oh, crap. Shh, shh. Just stay asleep. Okay. All right, well, right place, wrong time. Uh, this is fine. This is fine. I'll just leave him a note. There has to be some paper around here somewhere. Man, it's dark. Where's the where's some paper? What's this? Puppets. Pokemon. Here we go. Paper. Jesse, this is Randy. From in the future. There's there's important donuts. There's just why why would they do that? That's stupid. Jesse, this is Randy. From in the future. Just leaving this note to remind you to let listeners know how they can send us their feedback for the letters page segment. Be sure to tell them they can send us an email to letters at grawlixpodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X podcast.com. And we'll read it on the show. If they'd like to hear their voice on the show, they can send us a voice recording or do it the old-fashioned way. Pick up a phone and leave us a voice message. The phone number to do that is 559-426-6427. That's 559-426-6427. Or an easier way to remember it is 559-4-COMICS. Tell them to try to keep it under two minutes, and remember we do a clean language show, regardless what the YouTube algorithm says. Thanks. Alright, now just to leave this on his nightstand. And with that taken care of, I can try to get back to episode 100. There's too much exhaust. Wait a minute. It occurs to me I have a unique opportunity here. Hmm... That just might be too much magnificent manly beard for one podcast. There can only be one. Letters page. We saved the best for last person. Like I used to tell my food in kindergarten. You told your food that? Yeah, because I didn't want any of it to feel like it, like I didn't like it. So, you know, I'd be like, you're my favorite. What? That that was like our Valentine's Day episode. We talked about that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Go listen to, uh, I think that was a Grolic's bites 10 maybe nine yeah our our valentine's day episode we got some very interesting insight into melanie yep you didn't want to be mean to your bed yeah i didn't want to be mean to any of my stuff i couldn't be because if i did it would retaliate and then i'd have i'd be homeless (laughs) letters page it's been a little while since we had one yep we got one guess who it's from your mom no no (laughs) (laughs) your mom Matt D, or as I c- called him in a message to Jesse the other day, Mick Maddie Double D's. <laughs> Seems very inappropriate, but that's what I said. Greetings and salutations, Garlic Podcast, <laughs> Grog's Grog's List Podcast, or Grolic's Podcast. Yep, yep. He listened. As Robert Plant said, it's been a long time. So yes, I skipped a couple of episodes so that I wouldn't get spoiled with Avengers: Infinity War, which we. 
Yeah, which knocked him out of like three of our episodes, two, at least two, which at the time of this email, I still haven't watched. And he didn't send me this too long ago, so it's been a little bit. Yeah, I know. Bad fan. My only excuse is I just didn't find the time with two kids that are in summer sports. Summer no sports time to do sucks. anything in summer nope. sports. Like if you're if you're involved in like softball at all, you don't have a life. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Matt. Keep keep the faith, brother. Anyway, to the real reason I wrote in, All-Star Superman. Yep, still sitting on my bookshelf. Don't get me wrong. I love Grant Morrison's stories, and Frank Quietly's art is one of my favorites. But it's Superman. I had a small phase where I read Superman, Adventures, Man of Steel, Man of Tomorrow, and Action Comics regularly. But since the early 2000s, I just really found Superman's character to be meh. Mm-hmm. Now, I do understand that Mr. Morrison was going for classic story tropes for the Man of Steel highlighting his highs and lows. But I just skimmed through the first issue, and it never grabbed me by the short and curlies. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> yeah, it is. Which is probably why I haven't read it. I haven't jumped to read it. So I'll set it back on, on the bottom of my to-be-read pile and perhaps pick it up again in the future. Until then, I have plenty of other Grant Morrison comics to read, like his Vertigo stuff, like Filth. Now there's a trip and a half. Okay, so I do want to bring up Mr. Quietly, I like his art. I really like how he draws his figures, his backgrounds, and details. Sure, his women tend to have similar faces that could be of Asian or Oriental descent. Look at his run on Wildstorm's Authority from the late 90s to 2000s. And compare Swift, Jenny Sparks, and The Engineer. Or check out his recent series with Mark Millar, Jupiter Circle. Or perhaps I am just seeing stuff. I would also recommend Jupiter Jupiter Circle if you all haven't read it yet. It's really good stuff. I've read... There was a series before it was Jupiter Circle. It was Jupiter's Children or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I understand it was like the same series or a setup for that series. Mm -hmm. So I read some of that and I was enjoying it. I just had fallen off because I was buying too much at the time. Mm -hmm. Speaking of good stuff, look, there goes a Paul Blart on a Segway. (laughs) Okay. I just needed to find a good way to start the next topic. Doctor Who. I can't wait for the next season to start. I'm really excited to see what the writers have planned for this new Doctor. I'm also interested in hearing what Mel, our card-carrying woman hater, (laughs) has to say about the upcoming adventures. Will the Doctor face adversity within a patriarchal society each episode? I'm hoping it won't be something they bash us over the head with time and again. In the panel, they acknowledge that the Doctor as a woman would have a harder time traveling to certain time periods. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess that's that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they touched on it with Bill a little bit. But, you know, like the doctors traveled with um, like black characters mm-hmm. a couple times and it hasn't really come up. And um, I guess maybe with Martha, it was Martha, right? They went to alien planets a lot. But mm-hmm. like traveling with women or, you know, minorities like that would present an issue depending where and when you went. Yeah. So I'm kind of interested to see how they handle that. And I agree. Like you don't necessarily like you don't want to bog down every episode with it, but. What kind of villains will we see? I like classic monsters, but can we give the Cybermen and Daleks a rest for a while? Well, I think they will. They've said there's no Daleks. It's all new. Everything's new. Oh, yeah. I don't think they're going to hit us with many classic monsters at all this season. Mm -hmm. According to what they say, but they always lie. Will the Doctor have a romantic interest? No. Just no. Why not? Maybe I want to see the Doctor get down with the man for once. Maybe. No, I'm just kidding. He's never gotten down with anybody as far as I can tell. But, um, well, somebody because he has a granddaughter, but you know what I mean. Yeah. 
Will the doctor trip over a branch and twist her ankle like all female characters in a classic Doctor Who story? <laughs> Probably. Really, go back and look at the Five Doctor story from the early 80s or any adventure in the William Hartnell or Patrick Troughton era years, whatever. I'm sorry, I'm misreading it. Some young careless female companion is following the doctor while being chased. She trips over the only upturned rock or tree root in the forest. Seriously, what a bunch of sexist, lazy writers. But then it was the 60s, and apparently writers could be sexist back then. And lazy. Okay, really don't want to open a political can of worms with this, so I'll leave it at that. Disclaimer. I'm not trying to sound sexist. I'm only trying to point out the humor of the character's dramatic conflict. I actually like strong female characters like like Ace, Rose, Martha Jones, Leela, Romana, Wonder Woman, Jean Grey, and Roseanne. <laughs> oh. Or, I mean, Jessica Jones. <laughs> Well, this has gone on long enough. Have another great episode. I can't wait to hear you three wax eloquently. Yeah, that's what we do. (laughs) (laughs) On your next episode, which will be numbered with confidence. Matt D. That's nice. When we remember to number them, we number them with confidence. Yep. That's right. Mm. And if we forget, we confidently forget. We just, it's gone. We just don't even mention that that there should be a number. Yes. Thank you, Matt D. There's a lot there. I think I did my comments as I read through. Maybe I shouldn't, but That's fine. it's the easiest way to remember the things. Yeah. I think I agreed with most everything he said. Sure. Superman is a meh. He is a meh. The Dark Dragon's Inn, since days of old, has told the tales of heroes bold. When darkness swept across the land, our players formed a merry band. The Scales of Justice was their name to save the world and seek their fame. Join us in the adventure with Tales from the Dark Dragon's Inn at tftddi.co.uk That's tftddi.co.uk Okay, okay, the guy isn't looking, go now! Good evening, Dominion Shoppers. Dominion, is that still a store? Just go with it, Johnny said the manager will bust us if we take too long. Right, right. This Monday, we're offering the deliciously different podcast, The Roman Potting Cast, featuring Roman LeBeau and Robert Cast. This special feature is made from 100% Canadian cheese, covering all your weird news and even weirder thoughts from the capital of culture, Brampton, Ontario. Is that a dig at Brampton? Yeah, why? No, just making sure. Spot on, man. So be sure to check it out. Did you get that? Check it out. Check out. That's terrible. Who wrote this copy? Hey, guys. Johnny! My manager will hear you. We're on the store PA system. Like you said we could be? Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, right. I'm just going to be here listening while pretending to mop. You are mopping. Yeah, but the water is still... Hey, where's Neil? Does he work here? What, in retail? He's loaded. I think he's like rock collecting or something. Uh, okay. Tune in to the Roman Podcast on iTunes, the Tangent Bound Network, Stitcher, Google Play, and the EMC Podcast Network for totally fresh and free Roman Podcast. Hey, hey, you two, get away from there. Johnny, Johnny, get him! Sorry, guys. I'm part of the gig economy. I have to chase you with the stilty mop now. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Sure. Ah! Ah! Go back to Libsyn, you mooches! And stay out! I love those guys. Johnny! These floors are great. This has been Randy, Grolix Batman.
This is Melanie, and I wish I had more time to seek out the dark forces and join the Grolic's crusade. And this is Jesse. Well, yeah, you know, because cause he never appreciated you anyway. In fact, you know what? You kicked him out. And now that he's gone, you're going to go into town. You're going to go to Bloomingdale's, find some nice dresses, get yourself some shoes, you know, find somewhere. Maybe you can get a facial and uh, hire a decorator to come in here quick because Grolix. Thank you for listening to the Grolix Podcast. The Grolix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Vorpal Arrow Studios. For more Grolix Podcast, visit GrolixPodcast.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Podcast, or follow us on Twitter at Grolix Podcast. We're also everywhere. All the time. All at once. is kind of by definition he's a boy scout he's just like it's not uh, that doesn't an exciting hero make there are some aspects of boy scouts that are kind of pimp but not the not the super it's the ascot isn't it that's pimp no (laughs) (laughs) no but you know what they do what did you have to do to be an eagle scout kill a grizzly with your bare hands maybe or an eagle that makes more sense